she just died suddenly, unexpected, just boom, and then like everything just stopped. If you are all about weddings, want to know how to make a wedding amazing, or just love wedding stories, then this is the podcast for you. My name is April Kelly, and on this show, we chat with couples, and they share stories about how they met, what the proposal was like, how they planned their wedding, and how it went. We also talk with professionals who have been to thousands of weddings, sharing their successes and challenges and amazing advice to help you elevate your own wedding and fill you with so many ideas that you can take and make your own. What is it that will make your wedding special? How can you be helpful for someone else's wedding? Or come here for the funny stories and nightmares that people have lived through during wedding plans. My name is April Kelly, and this is Wedding Amazing. Tina Leach on the show today, and this is a bride that is all about resilience, a strong woman who didn't have the ideal wedding plan, and that's why I wanted her on the show, so that other brides that maybe you don't have the ideal outcome or your ideal vision doesn't come true, this is a show to really help you understand you're not alone and that everything doesn't go perfect on the way to wedding plans. The wedding in the end is always great because you're forming a union with the one you love, so we're not talking about that. We're talking about the ideal way everybody wants to get married. You want your family around you. You want everything to go perfect during your wedding plans, but you know, it doesn't always go that way. So we have Tina on the show today to talk about this. The proposal went wrong. I mean, there was a lot of, th- <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of things that just did not go the way you planned it. And you know, some brides might get really upset and have that be something that weighs on them for the rest of their lives. But what I love about Tina's story is they just took this and they made such light of it. And this is, a story that became beautiful and funny and really interesting because of the way that it went down. So, you know, with life, a lot of the things is how you look at it. How, what is your perspective of it? Was this a disaster? Was this hilarious and something we could talk about forever? So without further ado, hi, Tina. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being on the show. So tell me about this crazy proposal leading up to it. But, but wait a minute, before I get to the proposal, how did you meet? Tell me the name of your husband, a little bit of history. My husband's name is Stan Williams. Um, I met him basically through um, a mutual friend um, that basically had met me. I was doing short story readings at open mic night and he thought I was cool and was like, you've got to meet Tina. She's like the female version of you. And eventually we ended up kind of running into each other and you know so we knew who each other were at the time but we kept running each other through mutual things and whatever um and yes we kept meeting each other for like a course of a year and then wow eventually we just kind of started hanging out together and then we started hanging out together more and then we were just texting each other silly jokes because he's he's a funny guy he you know he's he, he had like a local comedy sketch show um years back you know and he was making short films which the first time I ever saw him was in his short film he did a short film and I actually had on record I told a friend I'm like I think he's cute I'd date him um (laughs) we just kind of had been in similar circles but not actually in the same circle but eventually we kind of started dating and then come to find out we lived walking distance from each other so (laughs) that was even funnier Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So how long did you date before the proposal? About four years. Mm-hmm. But by that point, to be fair, we had already had, you know, 
got our apartment together and we'd already, we'd already mingled the DVD collection, which is, you know, <laughs> how he views like the ultimate commitment that we were getting rid of, of the duplicate DVDs. Wow. That is serious. So, <laughs> and, and we had a joint checking account. So yeah. So the proposal wasn't a surprise. Well, we knew we were going to get married and we looked at rings and stuff like that, but he still wasn't going to, you know, he still wanted to spring it on me. Nice. Yeah. He still wanted to spring it on me because he wouldn't tell me when he'd got the ring or anything like that. And he still wanted it to be a surprise. So were you suspecting it? Not really. I, to be honest, I hadn't seen him do anything. He had some stuff that he was going to get rid of on eBay and stuff like that. I was like, I haven't seen, I hadn't, I never saw him. I never saw him do anything. He didn't, you know, I never saw him box up anything. I never, you know, because he was like, well, because he's got so many collectibles. Um, yeah, basically movie stuff, movie, uh, you know, movie collectibles and all that stuff. And basically he was going to sell a few of the collectibles and, and get the wedding ring. I never saw anything leave the apartment. I never saw anything. Go in, you know, <laughs> you're waiting for the clue. You were like, okay, as soon as I see some yeah. stuff going on eBay, that's my clue that the ring's coming. That's funny. Yeah. I saw nothing. So I thought he'd done nothing. So I had no clue. I had not, I had suspected nothing. I love it. So, yeah. I, I, I had even asked him, are you going to do that? He's like, you don't know. I could have it in the closet now. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. When I said that, he actually did. He's like, I could have it closet now and you wouldn't know it. And, and he did. He told me later. He's like, oh, yeah, when I said that, I had it in the closet. <laughs> All right. So tell me about that proposal. Okay. Well, um, we had decided that we wanted to go to Panama City Beach for um, for a little Labor Day weekend. A nice little hotel and everything right on the beach. And and that was fun because, you know, it's, it's, it's a really cute hotel. It's a real small hotel. Not too well known. Not overrun with people. We'd stayed there and it was, I think we got there on like Friday night or something. It was just like going to be a little long weekend. And then Saturday, you know, we were going to go to dinner. We, you know, we decided we're going to try the new fancy restaurant, which we actually ended up not being able to get in and we had to like eat at the bar. But anyways, that's another story. But um, we were going to go to dinner and we were getting, going over to the car and, and he was like, wait a second, I want to get a picture of the sunset which is not too suspicious because he snaps a billion photos because, mm -hmm. you know, he's a, he's a TV director, a local news. So he used to be a, he used to run the camera. So he's, you know, he's a cameraman. He's always taking pictures. He's taking me, pictures of me, he's taking pictures of the dogs. He's taking pictures of, you know, every kind of formation out there, you know, the sand dune, it's this, it's that. And he's just taking pictures galore. So that didn't really seem that surprising. I was like, okay, well, yeah, he wants to get a picture of sunset. He has like a thousand pictures of the sunset on his phone now, <laughs> but you know, he's like, come with me. So he did. So I did. I went, I went with him and you know, and he's like grabbing my hand and keeps, keeps walking out further. And I'm thinking, you can see the sun. You, know, you can still see the sun. I don't know why he keeps needing to go further down the beach to see the spot. It's like, that's, no, it's still over there. But so I'm, I'm, I'm walking behind him going, what, what are you doing? And, and that's when it started to hit me. I was like, is he planning on proposing at the sunset? Aww. I'm like, oh, that's so cute and romantic. But, um, and, and then I really started to get suspicious when, you know, he was walking, trying to get away, you know, I realized later he's trying to get away from all the people, um, you know, cause they're out there playing beach volleyball and yelling and, you know, drinking and playing music and all this stuff. And like, he finally gets to a place that's 
not very populated. <laughs> and some guy just starts blaring his boom box. <laughs> and I just see him look over at the guy and he's just like, really? <laughs> and that's when I'm like, oh no, that guy just ruined the moment for him. <laughs> and it's like, it's, I mean, and it wouldn't be so bad if it was like some beachy tune or, you know, something cute or whatever. But it turns, it's like Michael Jackson's beat it. <laughs> so, it's like of all so- really so yeah but he he decides to keep going and finally you know tells me to go look at the sun real quick you know and he's like I want you to look at that sunset because you're going to remember for the rest of your life as the day you got engaged which was so Aww. cute and, and it was and it still was like adorable and I loved it but you know looking back we just still say over and over you know our song is about gang warfare so, <laughs> that's our song now we can't take that back that is our song our song will always be michael jackson's beat it <laughs> yeah they can't fix that now <laughs> no it's oh. not a romantic song it's not it's yeah it's a song about gang warfare hilarious oh my goodness yeah and you had he, you had a great attitude about it and so did he so he went on with the proposal oh, yeah. he asks you to marry him obviously you say yes did everybody on the beach notice what just happened um not many people. I mean, like a couple did walk by and there's like, you know, they saw and there's like, Hey, congratulations. You know? So that was kind of cool. Aww. So yeah, it was like, you know, little passerby tell, tells us congratulations and everything. But then, yeah. So oh, that was cute. <laughs> adorable cute i don't know i maybe i don't have the right words for that uh, unique uh could have gone really wrong everybody could have had a bad attitude about it but i love that you didn't and uh you made the best of it and the 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 difficulty didn't really stop there you know now we had this engagement underway and there was a wedding that was uh-huh. going to happen and you started to get underway with those wedding plans so just give me an idea of like what happened next okay well we got yeah, we got engaged and then, you know, we were looking at different things of what we were going to do. We were thinking maybe a July wedding because we got, you know, we got engaged at, you know, end of August, beginning of September. Um, so we're thinking, well, we'll do maybe July because, you know, it'll be nice and warm. We thought about maybe going back to the beach and getting married and everything. And then unfortunately in April of that year, that was when my mother died. So that was just pretty much absolutely devastating because, yeah. you know, she was the one person I wanted at my wedding. Had to be yeah. my mom. Yeah. But, you know, she just died suddenly, unexpected, just boom. And then, like, everything just oh. stopped. Oh, my goodness. So the happy, yeah. happy place everybody was in really came to a screeching halt. And now so did yeah. the wedding plans. So here's where yeah. things changed for you. And we want other brides to know that, you know, you got through this. It was not easy. Yeah. It was not easy. But no. You got married anyway, and you got married in the hardest times of your life. And I don't want to say the quote. I want you to share what your husband said to me. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know what the quote is. And I actually even um, went back and asked him like a couple days ago because I knew we were going to be talking about this. And I'm like, "What was the quote?" He's like, "I don't know. I just said that you know anybody can get married during the good times, but you know it's." you know, it's, it's a lot harder to get married, you know, when, when things aren't going perfect and, you know, aren't going well. And certainly things weren't going well, you know, because we lost my mom. And then, um, even so a month later, um, he lost one of his best friends also oh. suddenly. Wow. So yeah, there was, a, there was, you know, some major loss that year. And then, <laughs> and then going further into, um, plans, we, we decided to do something whimsical and fun to get married we're thinking hey we'll go we'll go to an amusement park 
um, we'll get our friend to get ordained, like his, you know, his best friend from childhood. But like, we'll get Chris ordained, and then we'll um, we'll get married on an amusement park ride. Nice. Um, and we were like really excited about this, and you know, Chris went and got ordained and everything, and we were all set to do it, and we had a date picked out, and then Chris called and said, "My daughter made all stars." That'll be going for the next several weeks. And then after that, I will not have a Saturday off for several months. And <laughs> we're like, wow. well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that plan got scratched. And um, eventually we just, you know, you know, I was, I was still just completely, you know, dealing with, you know, tons of grief, you know, all the stuff that goes with that. And so we finally decided maybe we should just do a little courthouse wedding. So, so we did. Um, but we found out that right over the border, we're, we're in North Alabama and we're like right over the border for Tennessee. So, you know, maybe like a 40 minute drive and we could get to Fayetteville, Tennessee. And they have a cute little gazebo outside the courthouse. And if you get married, I think before three o'clock, then you can actually, they'll actually go outside and they'll marry you under the gazebo and you're free to decorate the gazebo as you want and everything. So um, we ended up getting some, some cute little fall ribbons because by this point we just, we finally decided to do it in um, October. So we ended up getting like some um, ribbons and stuff and, you know, fall colors and, you know, a lot of orange and we, um, I think we spent like $50 on pumpkins at a, at a little roadside place. And we just put pumpkins all over the gazebo. Um, and since it was October, I decided I wanted to um, do something cute. And I got um, a little skirt and it had monsters all over it, like Frankenstein, Dracula, the mummy, Wolfman on it. I love that um, skirt. I, wa- I love that skirt. <laughs> And for everybody that's listening, we're going to include a picture of what she wore on her wedding. So unique and outrageous. Love it. <laughs> Monsters. I mean, it was so cute. The, the whole yes. scene of that wedding with the pumpkins and the colors and the skirt, it was just so unique and beautiful. I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, you're fine. Um, but yeah, so we, we ended up doing that. And we had a very small, very small wedding. We just had like, you know, some immediate family members and his friend was able to be off that day. So he was able to be his best man. Um, and then, you know, since it was October, we even, um, we got like a little, a little cinnamon broom from, um, I think from the grocery store. And after we got married, we like jumped, you know, we held hands and jumped over the broom. Um, it was, it was a cute little wedding. I mean, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the beach wedding we were originally thinking about. It wasn't, you know, the whimsical amusement park wedding we were thinking about. And, you know, there are times where we kind of wish maybe we could have done a little bit more, but at the time, you know, the only way we would have been able to is if we'd have put the, the wedding off further and we yeah. didn't really want to, we, we didn't want to keep putting it off. I mean, we'd already delayed it a little bit because of tragedy and, you know, we just kind of wanted to, you know, let's just, let's just do this. You know, yeah. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always, you know, I mean, it, the important thing is that you're together, not that, you know, you get, you know, the perfect princess day or anything. Cause it's like, you know, the rest of your lives is what you're gonna, is what you're getting. Yeah. And that's so. what we were focusing on. And that's the beauty of this whole thing is that you, your plans kept changing. Things kept happening. Mm-hmm. 
And you just kept rolling with it to find what was going to be ideal for you and him to create a marriage, you know, and it was, yeah. wasn't just a day, it was creating the lifetime and you had the perspective of that. And I think that's important for brides to always keep in mind because wedding planning is never perfect. And this is a perfect example of a lot of things going wrong and things still working out. So that's so important to remember. Tina, what kind of advice would you have if there's a bride listening right now that's going through what you went through, you know, a death in the family, <clears throat> in the middle of wedding plans? How does she keep going on? What advice would you have for her? You know, I actually have a friend that's going through that now. She just lost her father and she's getting married in like a month. Um, but I would say, I would say like, the most, the most important thing, if you're gonna, if you're pushing through some major tragedy, upheaval, that kind of thing. I mean, the, the biggest thing I would say is, you know, slow down, you know, take care of yourself, you know, don't get too overwhelmed and, and, and think, you know, it's gotta be perfect. It's gotta be this. And it's like, the main thing is, you know, keep your sanity because, you know, you know, be kind to yourself. You know, if you don't think you can, do this big gigantic princess wedding that you originally planned on since you were four, you know, it's, it's not, a, you know, in the long run, it's not a big deal. You may look back sometimes and say, well, you know, it would have been nicer if we'd have had like the full thing with the being, you know, the, the long engagement photos and the cool things and all that stuff. But ultimately it, it doesn't matter. You know, it's not about the wedding. It's about the marriage. Yeah, it really is. So, you know, it's, it, you know, it's, and it's, and really, you know, if you're going through all of this, it's also a good test of your commitment to each other because, you know, you know, when you are going through, you know, terrible things and tragedy, it's like, you know, that's when you know, do, you know, do you work together? Do you pull away? You know, that, because that's what you're going to need in life because bad stuff's always going to happen and you're going to either you know, it's either going to carry you apart or it's going to bring you together and you're going to fight, you know, as, you know, fight as a unit, you know, you're either going to stand back to back and fight off the demons or you're yeah. going to, you know, go fight them off yourself and leave the other person, you know? Yeah. And that's really, so. that's the silver lining here is that you, yeah. you guys worked as a team to get through it. He was your support. You were his support for what he went yes. through. And that is the root of marriage. That is, if we were focusing on what is a wedding or what is a marriage all it's about, it's about two people actually being able to gel together, put their puzzle pieces together to create something amazing, which is life, to create an amazing life. And you guys did that. So I know that you have a podcast, a scripted comedy. It's pretty funny. So tell us about your show. So uh, when people are done listening to this podcast, they can flip on over to your area. What's your show about? Okay. Um, it, we, we call it um, the Killing Time Show. Um, we've got a tag. We're referring to it as scripted comedy at GoGo. It's basically, um, it can be a bit absurd. It can be a bit mundane. It's comedy. And it, it's scripted like an old radio show, but set in modern day and without the transatlantic accent. It's three people that um, work in a comic shop, but that's kind of just more of a jumping off point for whatever weird stuff happens. Because we've had weird stuff happening. We've had like a magic potion ordered off the back of a comic book that like changed everybody's lives and made one guy stupid and one guy smart. <laughs> and let's see. And we've had. One where the, the you know the computer just goes bad, and so that one gets a little more mundane, but 
the stuff that the computer does ends up getting really weird and stupid. Like one of the things that, that the computer was doing when we knew we had a virus was that every time we try to play a video on YouTube, it would play the theme song from Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> and like, we don't even own that song. Um, that is the absurdity of the show. And if, if people like yeah. that absurd comedy, you're going to love this podcast. And it's called <laughs> Killing Time, right? So what is the website address? Um, it's killingtimeseries.podbean.com. So definitely check out the podcast. And uh, Tina, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you sharing your story with us, your resilient story, uh, so many things going wrong and really putting your perspective right. And I think that and I appreciate you sharing that with us. I hope that brides will get a lot out of that and also feel better, maybe knowing that they're not alone going through difficult times and wedding plans. So much resilience in her story. Her Everything changed so many times and they kept on rolling with it and rolled their way into having an amazing wedding. I'd like to share with you some ideas of ways that you can honor loved ones that have passed away. And here are some ideas, so if you want to grab a pen and paper or however you take notes and write them down, here it is. So in your program, you can have a poem about that person, a picture, or a little biography about that person in honor of that person. You can have a chair at your ceremony with a flower or a boutonniere or a baseball cap or a shawl or something to signify that person's presence at your ceremony. Things like having a table with picture frames filled with pictures of that person as well, or a candle that glows all night long. You can have a seamstress stitch any kind of garment from a wedding gown or a wedding tuxedo into your own wedding gown and tuxedo, or jewelry, a ring, or earrings, or a necklace, of course all these things. But if they don't work with what you're wearing, you can incorporate your jewelry into your bouquet or into the boutonniere. Also at the reception, you can have a song dedication, you can say a prayer. There are so many ways that you can honor that person, including having their favorite dish served during the reception, or if that person loved hot wings, have hot wings served during the cocktail hour with a little note underneath the hot wings that so-and-so loved hot wings and that's why we're serving them and we love that person. So you can sprinkle that person into the day and have those moments captured along with their memory. So there's so many beautiful ways to do that. And don't cancel your wedding. I know things will be very difficult. Maybe postpone it if that feels right, but don't cancel it. People may feel it's selfish to have a wedding, but you know, you're giving your family an opportunity to feel good and to heal and be together and feel the love of one another. And weddings are beautiful for that. Although the love in the room, it is very, very healing. So don't overlook that opportunity to give that to your family and give that to your friends, giving back in that way. So we want to just remind you to keep on going. And also want to tell you about an organization called Wish Upon a Wedding. They're a nonprofit that grants weddings and vow renewals to couples facing serious illness or life-altering circumstances. Wish Upon a Wedding believes that two people in love should never be denied the chance to marry. And they provide this opportunity to those who have, endured, who have endured far greater challenges than many of us could possibly imagine. In 2009, founder Liz Guthrie was producing a large-scale wedding giveaway in San Francisco. She realized that there were so many couples in need and so many generous business owners 
offering to donate their time and services to a deserving couple. She found herself wishing there was a way to donate dream weddings to couples across the country. Vanessa was battling stage 4 Hodgkin's lymphoma, while her fiancé, an officer in the U.S. Air Force, was deployed overseas. This couple won the giveaway through public voting, and it was their love story that ultimately inspired the creation of Wish Upon a Wedding. Liz felt that there were so many other couples that deserved a day from their illness. She created Wish Upon a Wedding with this in mind, and this, to this day, they have granted about 120 wishes. So if you know somebody that needs this service, please have them contact Wish Upon a Wedding. It's one 305 wish and it's info at wishuponawedding.org and wishuponawedding.org. So if that's needed, I'm really glad to tell you about it. All right, everybody, have an amazing day. Let's all heal the world. to make a lifelong impression on the best day of your life, exceeding expectations. Bandofgoldmusic.com, 